Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on The Breakfast Huddle. Baraki Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. So, Ryan, lots of news coming out. How does all of this fit to paint the bigger picture? We're seeing slowing growth, rising prices, spiking interest rates. This sounds like a really nightmarish scenario. And we just finished Halloween. <laughs> Talk oh. about the <laughs> nervousness in the markets these days. There's also chat about stagflation, all adding to you know, a lot of things for investors to digest. And we have a couple of things happening in the coming days. Of course, the FOMC will be meeting. And this is going to be interesting because we are now seeing record highs on stock markets in the US. So it's going to be interesting watch to see how these investors and markets react to the coming days. And to get a bigger picture, we've got Vasu Menon. He is the Executive Director for Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. Morning, Vasu. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ryan. I'm very well. Thank you. You're sounding very good, Vasu. Now, also <laughs> looking good is the stock market these days. And we've got record highs yet again. I'm sure you've heard this line many times. <laughs> I'm just right. wondering, right, with the backdrop of how we've got the FOMC meeting you know, in the next few days, it's been likened to how they might be taking away the punch bowl. How much will that slow down the market if we do get some you know, tapering announcement? Well, you know, Ryan, first of all, I mean, the global equity markets have rallied almost 100% in the last 19 months. So going forward, clearly the gains are going to moderate and you're going to get more volatility. And the FOMC, the Federal Reserve meeting, will be an excuse for investors to inject some volatility into the market. But I don't think it's going to derail the market. You know, because we've talked about this FOMC meeting for the longest time. I think the markets have had enough time to prepare for it. The Fed has done a good job in preparing the markets for it. So I think when it actually happens, my own feeling is that, you know, the markets will not be spooked. There's no reason for the Fed to spook the markets right now. The Fed will clearly be tightening. To some extent, they'll be reducing their injection of liquidity into the markets and other words, tapering. But uh, the markets have been, this is very well telegraphed, the markets have been prepared for it. And as long as the Fed doesn't go off the script in a way, I don't think the markets will be too badly spoked. There'll be some volatility, but I don't think the markets will fall off the cliff. Yeah, talking about what's happening in the backdrop of the FOMC, we've got a lot of inflation talk, how this might be transitory or not. What's your take on where things are right now? Just last week, we had a 30-year high when it came to inflation. You're right. I mean, inflation is something to watch out for. It has increased quite a bit. But it's also because of, you know, temporary factors, the COVID-19 supply disruptions. Those have, you know, resulted in inflation going up. Don't forget, in the last 15 years, there's been no inflation. It's been a conundrum. I mean, mm. policymakers and this have all been wondering where is inflation, you know, as the economy is recovering. And then all of a sudden, inflation comes back at a vengeance and we think that it's a structural issue. I don't think it is. I think it's come back at a vengeance because of temporary factors. But then, you know, what is temporary? Is it three months, six months? My own suspicion is that it will persist for perhaps another six months to a year. But by this time next year, you know, with a greater vaccination rate, the economy is reopening, supply disruptions easing. My suspicion is that inflation numbers will start coming down. It will be less of a concern. But as economies recover, we must expect inflation to go up. But I don't see hyperinflation. I don't see inflation being exceptionally high. But, you know, so transitory is a very subjective word. I mean, is it three months, six months? My view is probably six to 12 months. I mean, and then after that, as supply normalizes, you know, prices will start to stabilize and 
inflation rates also are coming down. Yeah, talking about inflation, everyone's trying to fight it these days in terms of allocating their money to make sure they don't see it being eroded. So in terms of an inflation hedge, where do you think is the best place to be right now? Is you know, crypto on, on the list? Well, you know, actually, equities is a decent place to put your money into because, you know, inflation also means that certain companies will have greater pricing power and, you know, therefore enjoy better profits. Inflation also means that, you know, interest rates will rise and clearly, you know, one sector that will benefit from rising interest rates will be the financial sector. And what is driving inflation is really higher energy prices to some extent, right? That's one of the contributing factors to inflation. So again, the energy space is something that investors can look at and should keep their minds on. Uh, you know, and the sector has done exceptionally well. But going forward, you know, we don't see oil prices collapsing. And so that's a sector to watch out for. Yeah, typically when rates rise, it's good news for banks. What's your take on growth stocks these days? They've been making the news, Facebook, changing its thing to Meta. Are you a big fan of Metaverse? Well, you know, I mean, I believe in technology stocks. I think that, you know, tech stocks are the way to the future, right? Because the next 10, 20 years is going to look very, very different because of technology. And you need to have some technology in your portfolio. Mm. Of course, the sector is very volatile. It's not meant for everyone. You need to have the risk appetite, the stomach for volatility. But I think if you have those things, then, you know, you must have some representation of technology in your portfolio because this is not the dot-com bubble of, you know, 2000. This is for real. And it's going to change the way we live our lives in a big, big way in the next yeah, I think it's a way of you know, just being diversified and future-proofing your portfolio, just having right. uh, different representations on your portfolio. And just to wrap things up, Vasu, OPEC Pass meeting on Thursday, it's all about whether they think they want to raise more supply to put back into the market. And it's interesting when you have Joe Biden saying, hey, we want more oil to just make sure we don't see prices go up too much. What's your take on how this will pan out? Well, you know, it's very subjective. I mean, Biden is clearly putting pressure on OPEC, not just Biden. You have India and Japan also jumping on the bandwagon, you know, and trying to put pressure on OPEC. But whether OPEC will yield, because if you look at OPEC's joint technical committee, this is the technical experts in OPEC that look at the supply-demand balance. And they, a week ago, forecasted that the fourth quarter deficit in the oil market, supply deficit in the oil market, will only be 300,000 barrels a day, which is not a lot. And they expect the supply deficit to go into a supply surplus of 1.6 million barrels a day next year. And it's not just OPEC, it's also the EIA and the IEA, other international energy agencies that are looking at a supply surplus next year. So, you know, given that sort of backdrop, OPEC may hold back and say, look, I mean, we'll stick to 400,000 barrels a day. But the good thing is that OPEC is meeting every month. Unlike previously where they meet, you know, once in four months, six months, this is a monthly meeting, so they can adjust the numbers. And my suspicion is that they'll do nothing to that 400,000 barrels a day. They'll not up the supply. They'll wait and watch and see what happens. And, uh, you know, it may not be something that Biden wants to hear. But, you know, I think maybe down the road, OPEC might change numbers. But right now, I think the November meeting this Thursday, I doubt they'll move. We've been hearing Vasu Manon. He's the Executive Director for Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. Thanks, Vasu, for helping us to make sense of what's coming up in the next few days for the markets. My pleasure, Ryan, and have a great day. You too. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.